It takes a humble mind and a curious spirit to go past the hubris that ignorance and knowledge bring. Through questions, specific concerns are addressed, doubts are dissolved, and understanding is achieved, which is the goal of this podcast. We believe asking questions provides one of the quickest and most precise routes to understanding, which translates into the correct execution of actions and the attainment of desired outcomes. This is where Solomon Ray comes in. Solomon Ray is a prolific Bible teacher, executive leader, advisor, and sponsor. Known for his love for Jesus Christ and people, wisdom, and unique incursions into God's Word to provide relevance, clarity, and understanding for personal leadership and a more productive life in Christ Jesus through every area of life. We trust this podcast will help you provide clarity to the burning questions you've been harboring all these years. Let's delve into the podcast and listen attentively as Solomon Ray brings clarity, insight, and understanding to some questions. Take a listen. Good morning, sir. My name is Laura from Yaoundé, Cameroon. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So my question is, what is the joy of the Lord? When the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength, what is the joy of the Lord and how do we get that? Welcome to Ask Solomon Ray Podcast, your favorite show with your host, Solomon Ray, myself. And through this podcast, we seek to dissolve your doubts so you can perceive life and approach it correctly, understanding your Christian walk with Jesus Christ and your Christian living with others, thereby enabling you to maximize your time, purpose, and assignment for the glory of God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A word of prayer. Thank you, Father, for today. I want to thank you for yet another episode. I want to thank you for the uh, engagement of your people. I want to thank you for the hunger that you've given us to engage with your word and to seek understanding beyond everything else. Thank you, Father, for your word especially. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for always being there to navigate with us through the word and to release unto us the truth that the Father has for us. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your love towards us, Holy Spirit. Thank you for always being there for us and powering us to do everything that the Father desires. Thank you for always being there relentless to make sure that we accomplish our divine assignment that God has orchestrated for us even before the foundations of the world. Thank you, Holy Spirit, again for this platform. Thank you for giving me the ability to even perceive your communication and to grant me the ability to make this to come to pass. I want to thank you for all those who are working in community with us to make sure that everything works out well, particularly our friends at Gamer Productions. Lord, bless them and continue to reward them beyond their wildest imagination. Thank you, Father. Be glorified in and through this episode. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I 
once more thank you and welcome to all of you wherever you are out in the world thank you for your faithfulness thank you for your desire and your passion for understanding understanding scripture understanding who god is understanding who you are in him understanding your purpose understanding your assignment understanding how god wants you to unravel that assignment and understand how to work with other people for the ultimate goal of having god's kingdom implanted on earth thank you once more to our friends at gamer productions words fill me personally thank you very much for your labor of love and thank you for all that you keep doing through this podcast really from day one i keep saying it they have stood with us and stood by us to make sure that this podcast gets to its best quality with everything that we have at our disposal which is really not much but again to see that we can have this level of production with the limited things that we have is proof positive of the fact that god can use us to achieve enormous things with just a rod it doesn't mean we should not ask for something bigger but with whatever thing you have god is able to use that which you have to make something enormous out of it never think that you need some big thing to achieve some big thing that is being human that's looking at things from the human perspective always know that with god all he needs is a rod all he needs is what you have your body is good enough your voice is good enough your mind is good enough your hand your writing your legs everything good enough for god to use so let's learn when god has given us something to do go ahead and do it with what you have and it's going to multiply it and through that you can have something better like we are working on having a more professional studio so we can have more programs and even fine-tune the production that we have in our current programs and i call on you to join us in doing so and you have the link in the show notes there to your giving all over the world those who are out of cameroon can give using paypal and your bank card and we are going to receive it and those who are in cameroon can give using your mobile money the link there any mobile money you have or even your bank card you can give it through those outlets so thank you very much and we know and i count on you to play your part and if you can join us to make this work so the word of god and its understanding can be relayed to as many people possible wherever they are in the world our question for today is coming from laura and it's from a part of scripture where it says the joy of the lord is your strength and laura is asking what does that mean the joy of the lord is my strength what does that mean thank you very much laura for that question and laura this is your first time of asking a question participating thank you very much for trusting us and for believing that god can use us to give you an answer of peace and just beyond you every other person around the world will have this answer of peace very nice question and we've been hearing that a lot and many of us keep saying that in our prayer the joy of the lord is my strength but what does that really mean what does that actually mean so it is from nehemiah chapter 8 nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 that's where that scripture is from nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 and it says nehemiah the prophet then he said to them go your way eat the fat drink the sweet and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared for this day is holy to our lord do not sorrow for the joy of the lord is your strength 
in answering this question i will not talk about because i know the angle from which you're asking the question is not really like trying to understand what's happening in the bible at the time i'm going to give us a practical approach and a global understanding what that statement means not just tied to that particular verse but what that statement means far and wide i hope it's okay so the joy of the lord is my strength very few of us understand joy to be strength and why is God re-emphasizing that his joy is our strength? First, let's understand the words in context, right? That's very important. Let's understand the word joy. There are some key words there in context. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So what is the word joy? What does it mean? And the word joy is from the Hebrew word kedva. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly for those who natives of that language please forgive me kedva and it means rejoicing gladness simply that's what it means so the joy of the lord is your strength and let's look at what the word for strength there means the word for strength there is a very complex one so i won't even go to talking about what it means or to pronounce it but it means a fortified place a defense all right so it's like saying the joy of the lord is your defense the joy of the lord is your fortified place it's like you have a house and you have a fence around and the reason for that fence is to avoid intruders to disturb your peace within so the joy of the lord is that defense mechanism that is there to shield you away from unwanted intruders that come to distort your peace in the fence so it's a defense it's a fortified place and by that it gives you strength when we say for example the white house is the most protected house on earth it connotes strength it denotes power that's how powerful joy is it builds a defense mechanism around us so that unwanted things cannot find their way to us to disturb our peace so what is joy preserving joy is preserving your peace what is a fence preserving your fence is preserving every valuable thing that you have in your home and even your life when we say the joy of the lord it means there is joy that is derived from other things the joy of the lord is my strength that's a very huge lesson that i have and i'm just going to like talk about it not like from a lesson point of view joy is so important and why is god saying that he's joy because human beings derive happiness or in quotes human beings derive joy from other things so the joy that humans have is fleeting and short-lived why because it is derived from maybe our accomplishments our goals that we've reached and the things that we have which are not evil but ephemeral they don't last that's why i remember many years ago and i told god that you know what if you give me a laptop i was still very young you give me a laptop because what i needed to do i needed this laptop to do that thing that god wanted me to do give me this laptop i'm going to serve you for the rest of my life and i was so serious and something happened one week two weeks one month later a laptop came in i was so buoyant and happy i was joyful but two days after the euphoria from having that laptop died and so did my joy die and on to the next so human joy is derived and sustained by constantly having things by constantly achieving things which i'm saying is not demonic but i'm saying if that is the relevance of your joy the source of your joy and what defines your joy then your joy is going to be very short-lived and that leads to what now we call today you know mental health and um, depression because it's like we are seeking some doses of adrenaline or something to have our high 
so we look for this thing we have this car this rolls royce we have this mercedes benz we have this maybach we have this lamborghini we have this ferrari and when we have it we soon come to discover that our joy does not last so the joy of humans derived from doing things acquiring things and achievements don't last they're not a good defense they crumble by themselves they crumble as fast as your passion for that things crumbles so that's why the joy of man is not a strong defense so what is the joy of the lord how do we get to the joy of the lord then the joy of the lord is derived from number one knowing god that should be your greatest strength your greatest joy your greatest desire your greatest pursuit and when you come to know him that should be your biggest treasure your most treasured asset not your car not your company not your employees not even your husband your wife your children god the fact that you know him not you're just born again but i know him so let's read from jeremiah chapter 9 verse 24 jeremiah chapter 9 verse 24 but those who wish to boast should boast in this alone that they truly know me and understand that i am the lord who demonstrates unfailing love and who brings justice and righteousness to the earth and that i delight in these things i the lord have spoken so you find here that God is saying that our boast should not be in our acquisitions. The joy of the Lord is derived from number one, knowing that we know God and we understand Him. You see, for me, this is beyond just telling you some things. This is my life in perpetuity from the time I came to understand these things. When I say that I don't worry, it's not because I'm trying to just say some things to sound different. There is something I know about God. There was a hunger I had and God helping me to be diligent. There are things that God has revealed to me about him that I cannot but be joyful. It doesn't matter what is around me. It doesn't matter what is surrounding me. It doesn't matter what is choking me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Remember, I said joy's assignment is to build a hedge around you and to protect everything that you have precious, your peace. And by peace here, I don't just mean your human peace of tranquility. Yeah, there's tranquility, but that sense of completeness, that sense of completeness, not because you have everything, but because you know the almighty God and you understand him and you know you are in him and you know you are in your right place in destiny doing the right thing fulfilling the right mandate and knowing that there is a god the monarch of the universe who knows you who loves you who gave himself for you how dare you be worried it's like for those who are in cameroon or if you're in the u.s or your country just imagine that the president of the republic is your personal friend and he has said you know what beyond being my friend i'm your father from today i've adopted you when you have a bill an unpaid house rent will you worry you won't worry why because your strength is in knowing that the president of your country is your father now you dare not go homeless because it is inconsistent with the president's son or daughter to be homeless you don't worry because you have the money in the bank you worry because you know the president is your adopted father now i mean it's your father he's brought you in and he cannot allow you to go homeless because he has the resources and the ability and the integrity to match his words with action. That's what it means for the joy of the Lord to be derived from knowing and understanding God. Many times I wonder when I see Christians and they are going through something and I'm not like castigating them, I understand I've been there. They're going through something and the whole world around them will not rest. 
Do you know who you are? Do you know who your father is? Your father is the monarch of the universe. That's why Christ said, Oh, you of little faith. Why don't you understand this simple thing? Why do you always want to rely your faith on ephemeral things? And the joy of the Lord is so important in our time of today because many things are coming to fight our peace. Many things are coming to fight your relevance for God. Many things are coming to fight your time to know God, to study scripture because you have to work and outwork yourself. There are bills calling left, right and center. You need the joy of the Lord. It doesn't come by willfully just deciding to be joyful. It comes by revelation, by understanding who God is and who he represents to you and who you represent to him. How much he loves you. Not just awareness. You know it. You understand it. You know who God is. You know who Jesus is. Even by me telling you these things, it's good you are aware of it, but it has to come to you by revelation. So the joy of the Lord is derived from number one, your knowing and understanding who God is, who he is to you and who you are to him. He said, if you ask in my name, it will be done for you. Even if it doesn't exist, God will make it happen. I always tell people that God so loves you that if he needs to crack the earth open to bring out what you need, according to his will he will make it happen not because you want to buy some lamborghini but because you need it to further his kingdom mandate he will make things happen for you that should be your strength that should be your solace that should be your defense when somebody comes and talks to you and say don't talk to me anyhow i'm the daughter of the president of the republic what you're saying is my defense is in who my father is don't joke with me. I'm the son of this business magnet, this big business guru. What you're saying is, be careful with me. I'm the son or daughter of this influential person because your defense is him, is her. Your defense is the nation because you are the daughter or son of the president of the republic. Many of us throw our joy. Our joy is derived from what we do, which is not bad, but it is ephemeral. It is very short-lived, all right? Very short-lived. Don't depend on it. The second, the second source of our joy comes now from the first one in knowing God. When we know God, we understand who he is. That's good, but it's not enough. Now we must know what our purpose and assignment is and doing everything that we have in our power and by his leading to make sure that we accomplish it. We also derive our joy from when we have like our prayers answered, but those are just sub things. Like Christ said, I'm telling you these things so your joy should be full. You can have joy by knowing who God is and knowing who he represents to you, but that joy is good, but it's not full because you are here and he has a mandate for you. So your joy has to go further to be derived or to find relevance in knowing your assignment, knowing your purpose and doing everything in your power to fulfill it. And again, go and listen to the podcast on assignment, at least question one, and there are other things I'm going to link up. Always check in the show notes for relevant episodes in the show notes, relevant episodes to this one that you're listening. Because God above all things wants you to be productive for him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So when you know who he is, who he represents to you and who you are to him, then you go further to understand your place in his purpose. God has the dream to have the earth fully dominated by his kingdom culture. And that is our mandate. 
What is your place in it? What is your role in it? How well are you doing in that role? Do you know what it is? Do you know what he wants you to do? Do you know how he wants you to do it? Do you have the resources to do those things? Is your pace in doing that thing commendable? Are you slow? Are you fast? Are you in time? All of those things make for your joy to be full. That's why Christ could say it is finished. It was a cry of joy. Imagine that you had to go through something and you dreaded that process. But once you get there, they said, oh, finally, it is finished. When you are done with your assignment like Paul, you can say, I have fought a good fight and now lays before me a crown of glory. Paul went in joy knowing that he had done his assignment. Paul went knowing that he has fulfilled the mandate that God gave him to do. So your joy is derived, yes, from knowing who God is, from understanding him, from knowing who he is to you and who you are to him. That's point one. Point two is by knowing your assignment, your calling. I don't want to call it calling because it's too banal. Assignment, the specific task that God has called you to fulfill. Remember, when you read Psalms 139, I think verse 16, it says every day of our lives were recorded in his book even before we were born. So every 24 hours that you're living have been programmed. It doesn't mean you fulfill those days by default. No. You have to know what those days are. You have to know what the path for you is. And you know that by engaging with God, by engaging with scripture and by listening to the prompting of the Holy Spirit who will lead you into the path that God has designed for you. And that also leads to fullness of joy. So when something happens, you don't just panic and lose balance. No, though these things has gone, though this car is bad, though my house is bad, though my house has burned, though things have come into my house, but my joy is in knowing that God is with me, God is my father, and he loves me beyond measure, and I am relevant and working to making sure that his mandate comes to pass. He is happy with me. If the president of your country is your friend and you know he's happy with you because of the work you're doing will your joy be increased of course yes if you know the president of your country is your friend and you know he's angry at you because of what you're doing doesn't give him a bad name will you be happy no so the joy of the lord peels that fence around you and makes makes nothing to come to disturb that peace that only god gives Christ said, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. The peace of the world is derived from those three things again, doing what you like, having what you like, and your achievements. And that's why there's a lot of mental health in the world today, because people have many things, but they are lonely, sad, because there is nothing that God has created that has the power to give you joy, lasting joy. Others trust in their horses, others trust in their chariot, but I trust in the Lord. What do you know about God? Let me tell you a story. I've shared this many times when I train young professionals in my work, in corporate world, lead teams, when I'm just talking with them, trying to encourage them and trying to give them some life lessons. I've shared this story more than once. The joy of the Lord, so I can talk with these things with authority because I know what the joy of the Lord means. My first son, Ariel, he passed just two weeks after I was born. It was hard, you know, as usual. And I remember when I was called up, went to the hospital and he was going through all of these things and he could breathe well, oxygen, he was put on oxygen and everything and his condition was stabilizing and everything. Okay, that's all right. And I went back home to Napa because we're kind of doing some changes. Like I'll go this time and my wife will come back and back and forth. So she was there now and I said, okay, let me go and rest a bit at home because it didn't have space there. It was full for me to rest. So I went back home. It was not too far from the hospital. And I remember 
remember I had this thing just looming in my spirit like some sadness. I couldn't explain why. And I slept and they called me some hours later. My phone rang and I woke up. I just knew when I just heard the phone ring. I don't know how but I just knew. And oh, are you the father of this? I said yes, okay, come over. They didn't tell me but I knew. So I went there, I saw my lifeless boy and of course my wife was unconsolable and all of that but that's not the point. I did everything, settled everything I had to settle and took my boy. Of course, this is a place now I have to practice everything that I know that God has taught me and that God has said in scripture. So I took my boy home. He was becoming Lord Steve and all of that. Forgive me if this sounds graphic, alright? And forgive me if this is rekindling some some memories wherever you are listening um, in the world. I'm just trying to pass a, a message across to a point. So I took him back. I did everything I knew to do. Put my boy on the bed. I prayed. I cried. I laid my hands on him. I spoke over him. I just took him to the room and I just locked everything. I said, people should just wait there. Let me be with my boy and my God. I did everything. And it's after that I remember the story of David where he prayed for his son. And God said, I'm not saying that's what happened here. I'm just remembering what David was doing. So I prayed and I spoke over him. I told him to get up. I did everything I could do. And that God had taught me how to do in scripture. And it didn't work. My boy was getting paler and paler. And I knew it was gone. So I opened the door. I said, it's fine. Let's go. It was early in the morning. And we went. But there was something all through that never came to distort the peace that I had. The peace of what? Knowing who God is. The peace of knowing who he is to me. The peace that was derived from even knowing my assignment and even my doggedness towards his cause. It never came close to it. It was more of like, you know, just the knowing that my son is... And my wife can tell you, she can testify of this. It's not like I was trying to shut the emotions out. I was not shutting the emotions out. I wasn't. I could not express it. Because one thing that God trained me early on is to know that there is nothing that you have that is yours. Let me say it again. There is nothing that you have that is yours. You are a steward of everything that you have. Everything that you have has been given to you. God taught me that lesson years ago. And I just found this thing playing out. What happened? The joy of the Lord. The joy in knowing who God is. The joy in knowing how much he loves me. The joy in knowing that I am working with him and working for him. The joy in knowing what I represent to him came and formed and garrisoned me. No incident passed and even that incident has ever succeeded to penetrate none. Or is it when I was in school? In the university where there was a time where things went so south and it's after in hindsight that God revealed to me that he was using that time to break me I went through some very very difficult times I will not kind of spend the time to elaborate everything but it was very bad and that's a time where I just made a very solid commitment to live for God with everything that I have and with everything that I am I remember vividly many times I couldn't feed and again this is not talking about like my parents could not afford it but God just made everything to no one could understand me no matter what I said it's like I was talking to a different language nobody understood me it's only after God revealed to me that he's the one who caused it you know and there was a time where I went I had a sequence of those days where I had like seven days without food I couldn't eat like I had no money even a hundred francs a hundred francs is kind of like 
the least most valuable amount that you can have back here in Cameroon to buy like bread or something I didn't have in 50 francs nothing so it's far less than a dollar dollar is about 600 francs so imagine so this is not some story or some African story or African hunger it's not about that so I don't want you to impose a narrative that the globe has about African stuff I'm telling you about my personal story it's not like there was no money. God was just working on me and he had to make things to just fall apart. I stayed for seven days sequentially without food. I remember I couldn't pay even my bills in the hostel that we were in. I was the only one in darkness. And in all that time, in hunger, in darkness, without supply, the only thing, I remember I was so weak to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed. But the only thing that I remember vividly doing was taking my hymnal because I went to Presbyterian High School. So I still had the church hymn that they gave us back there because you bought it with your money. And I had it and I remember laying in bed and singing just some hymns of praise in hunger, not eating for seven days, six days, five days. Days. like it's not a one-time episode seven days then I'll break it I'll eat something maybe a friend will come over or somebody will give me something and never will give me some food and I'll go for four days again and three days and six days without food but in all those times it was not about questioning God the joy of the Lord was intact my joy knowing God and knowing who he is was intact it formed a garrison it formed a defense that all those things hunger none of those things matter like Paul would say what can separate us from the love of God is it hunger is it shipwrecked so when I say these things it's not like I'm just trying to motivate you and I'm just trying to read some Bible story these are not like some fables that have been coined wisely devised I've experienced these things is it that in hunger is it that my son what is it but the joy of the Lord is strong enough I tell you with certainty is strong enough to form a defense for you and cherishing the peace that you have even in my hunger when God was breaking me and removing some things and teaching me things nothing touched that hunger I never once questioned God never and that is what the joy of the Lord does for you and you have to pursue it you have to pursue and in pursuing it you don't pursue the joy of the Lord by pursuing joy you pursue it by pursuing God you pursue him by pursuing to understand him to know him and to know who he is to you to know who you are to him and to know how to relate with him and to contribute your own quota to his kingdom assignment it's very important some young guys always meet me and tell me that oh sir it's like you never have problems you're always happy and smiling and you're always glowing I don't have any problem and that's my mindset I don't have issues of course there are things I can't do there are things that are happening they are there I'm aware that they are there I'm not being responsible I'm a family man and I provide my family as much as I have the ability at this point in time and even going forward but what am I trying to say here or what am I saying I'm saying that the joy of the Lord forms a defense around you and it's like a high defense when somebody shoots an arrow at you and the assignment of that arrow is to kill you or even to spoil a valuable thing in your house. That fence serves as your defense to ward off every arrow that comes from outside to disturb your peace or to destroy something valuable in your home. That's the assignment of the joy of the Lord. It doesn't come by any other way. It comes by these things I've mentioned to you. Knowing who God is and understanding who He is. Knowing who you are in Him and understanding who you are in Him. Knowing your place in his work and understanding how to go about that work and doing everything that is in your power 
to make sure that you complete your assignment the joy of the lord and that episode passed i remember sometime my wife even told me that darling please can you be vulnerable i said it's not about being vulnerable didn't you see me crying some time ago i it's my boy but i can't explain it everything counts but nothing counts too much beyond god the only thing that gets me worked up is when i know that what god requires me to do i've not done it or i'm not doing it at the pace i should do it i don't know what i have to do in this season i don't know how i have to do it and of course my responsibility around but these are the highest things the joy of the lord comes from knowing who god is understanding him and knowing your place and doing everything that god has given you to complete your assignment that is your strength knowing the authority that you have in him when i know that i'm caught according to his purpose and i know that i'm walking in keeping with his ways i know everything works out for my good i don't cry because my bank account is empty i'm happy regardless because i know i'm the son of the monarch of the universe and this is the mindset that makes God to be happy. That makes God to be pleased. When he says it is impossible to please God without faith, that's what it means. I always say this, every time that something is happening that is adverse, is the perfect opportunity for you to demonstrate uncommon faith, uncommon wisdom. And it's the perfect opportunity to please him. Do you think that God was embarrassed when he saw David firing towards Goliath with a sling and a stone? I can imagine the euphoria on his throne like this boy understands it. So when something happens to you, it's not a time to be all carried out with your human emotions. Of course, when they come, allow them to flow, cry if you have to cry and everything, but don't allow them to power over you because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Lose everything. Don't lose God and don't lose yourself in God. If you lose everything and you have God and you are intact in Him and productive for Him, then you have not lost anything. Like Job, he lost everything. But because he was in God and he was intact in God, God gave him back everything he lost and even multiplied it. So the joy of the Lord is your strength indeed. Is there as a bulwark to shield you away from every negative event to come and disturb your peace? And your peace is derived from knowing who he is, understanding him, knowing who you are in him, and be productive for him, period. So thank you again very much, Laura, for this question. Thank you very much. I think this is a very good question, and I'm sure it's going to reassure many of us. Whatever you're going through, if it is torpedoing your belief in God and it is making you question God, I'm not blaming you, I'm not condemning you but it is a proof that there is something about god you don't know and what i'm saying is not about being a pastor or being a prophet there are many people who are pastors and church leaders who left god because their children died and i'm not saying that they are evil i'm saying that your position doesn't guarantee that you've built enough defense for yourself by knowing who god is by having enough joy the joy of the lord is your strength build yourself in god know who god is understand him and understand who you are in him and understand what your assignment is and deploy every resource and everything that you have to make sure that you complete your assignment god bless you let's pray thank you father for this question thank you father for your word thank you father for yourself for who you are thank you father for the experiences thank you father for the victories over the experiences thank you father for using me and everything that i've gone through and i'm still going through and i will go through whether good or not so good because i know i'm in your hand for me to use to communicate your message to the world thank you father for your joy what would we have done if not for your joy 
what we have done with our joy was based on our achievements and some cars and houses or knowing some human figure but now we know everything is fleeting and everything is passing away but you and your word will never pass away. Thank you for teaching us about your joy. Thank you, Lord, for revealing your joy to us. And thank you for giving us the access to live in it and to live in the fullness of it. Your love towards us knows no bound and we choose to be joyful. Our joy is not pecked to what we've achieved. Our joy is not pecked to what we have. Our joy is not pecked to because we are popular. Our joy resides in knowing you, understanding you, knowing who are in you, and knowing that you would stop at nothing to have us be everything that you want us to be. Be glorified in everything that we do and say. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Wow. Thank you very much, Laura, once more. And please share this episode, share this podcast with your friends and family. Like I keep saying, don't grow alone. We can't do the kingdom mandate on our own. We are not called to be a one-man army, a one-woman army. We are called to walk in synergy to making sure that everyone around us has the right understanding and is productive for Christ the way he wants to be served, not the way we think he should be served. So, from me to you is love all the way. I'm Slomon Ray signing out and see you next week. Remember, as usual, to unfold your purpose and assignment with understanding. Cheers. Love you all. Bye-bye. We trust this episode was instructive and that you've learned a thing or two. Please feel free to send in your questions using the Q&A button if you're on Spotify or use the link in the show notes below if on Apple Podcast or any other player. Getting value from this podcast? Consider doing the following steps. Step 1. Leave a review after the show notes below. Step 2. Share with your friends and loved ones via social media. Step 3. Give towards the acquisition of our recording studio using the appropriate link in the show notes which enables you to give via mobile money or PayPal or Visa and MasterCard payments. Do you want to share a personal message with Solomon Ray? For your testimonials and message of gratitude, use the appropriate link in the show note below to share your story. We genuinely love you and believe in you and the person you are becoming in Christ Jesus. Till then, have a blessed day ahead. And remember, Jesus Christ is counting on you to influence your world for him. God bless you.